Hey guys, it's Clarity with our new episode on substance abuse. This is a very sensitive topic that many others we have discussed before on this podcast. Given our tradition, first we will cover a basic definition from the topic that we are discussing today. According to Mayo Clinic and other sources, substance abuse is a pattern of repeated drug or alcohol use that often interferes with health, work, or social relationships. According to the SAMHSA, the misuse and abuse of alcohol, tobacco, illicit drugs, and prescription medication affect the health and well-being of millions of Americans. SAMHSA's 2019 National Survey on Drug Use and Health reports that approximately 19.3 million people aged 18 or older have a substance abuse disorder in the past year. The 2019 National Survey on Drug Abuse and Health reports that 139.7 million Americans aged 12 or older were past month alcohol users, 65.8 million people were binge drinkers in the past month, and 16 million were heavy drinkers in the past month. Substance abuse can come in many forms and can stem from several different issues. According to an article by WebMD, substance abuse occurs when you use alcohol, prescription medicine, and other legal and illegal substances too much or in the wrong way. Each person reacts differently to substance abuse, specifically alcohol. Alcohol is considered to be the most common method of substance abuse throughout the U.S. and affects each individual differently. The use of alcohol can differ depending on one's health conditions. Excessive drinking can lead to liver or other health complications. You can develop serious alcohol disorders from drinking too much. Alcohol also has a different effect on men and women. According to the same WebND article, if you're a man and you drink more than four drinks on any day or more than 14 in any week, you are drinking too much. But for women, heavy drinking means more than three drinks in one day and more than seven drinks in a week. Another form of substance abuse is prescription or over-the-counter medication. In reference to Mayo Clinic, prescription drug abuse or problematic use includes everything from taking a friend's prescription painkiller for your backache to snorting or injecting Roundup pills to get high. Drug abuse may become ongoing and compulsive despite the negative consequences. Personally, I feel that is one of the most serious forms of substance abuse because it is something that might appear to be something different than the reality. It is likely that an individual is not suspicious of a person using prescription drugs as drug abuse because they can be purchasing those drugs for medical purposes. Prescription drug abuse comes in many different forms and can affect people of all ages, from teenagers to elders. The most frequently prescribed drugs that are used for drug abuse include opioid painkillers, anti-anxiety medications, sedatives, and stimulants, according to Mayo Clinic. Opioids are usually used to treat pains. Anti-anxiety medications, such as Xanax, is used to treat anxiety or sleeping disorders, and stimulants are used to treat disorders such as ADHD. There are many dangers that come with prescription drug abuse that include nausea, dizziness, sensitivity to pain, insomnia, increased anxiety and agitation, and paranoia. This should not be taken lightly. Substance abuse is an extremely serious issue and should be openly discussed. Substance abuse come in any form has ruined lives. There has been multiple media representations of people with substance abuse issues. Usually they come in the form of alcoholics who are physically or mentally abusive. In some ways, media representation promotes substance abuse in a certain way. According to an article by Recovery Research Institute, exposure to favorable media portrayals of drinking promotes youth drinking. This is particularly true to alcohol advertisements more so than portrayals of drinking in television or film, which is seen in a systematic review. Adolescents encounter, on average, three alcohol advertisements per day with 
greatest exposure among African-American and Hispanic youth. Exposure to e-cigarette portrayals is associated with increased e-cigarette use in middle and high school students in a dose-dependent manner. E-cigarette advertising is further complicated by health claims. Many children or teenagers are often victims of peer pressure and are forced into using substances to appeal certain settings. However, according to the article that Labiba mentioned earlier, it influences the initiation of substance use by associating use with that identified peer group. Exposing teenagers or adolescents to substances from a young age can lead to addiction. According to the American Psychiatric Association, a substance use disorder is a complex condition in which there is uncontrolled use of a substance despite harmful consequences. People with SUD have an intense focus on using a certain substance, such as alcohol, tobacco, or illicit drugs, to the point where the person's ability to function in day-to-day -day life becomes impaired. People keep using the substance even when they know it is causing or will cause problems. The most severe SUDs are oftentimes called addictions. You can develop an addiction to alcohol, marijuana, PCB, LSD, and other hallucinogens. Inhalants such as paint thinners and glue, opioid killers such as oxycodone and heroin, sedatives, hypnotics, and analytics, medicines for anxiety, such as tranquilizers, cocaine, methamphetamine, and other stimulants, and tobacco. One of my favorite movies that display addiction and is effective on others ex exceptionally is Beautiful Boy. It stars one of my favorite actors, Timothy Chalamet, so I may be biased, but I don't think so. This movie is exceptional to say the least. It's a very raw and it shows how substance abuse is not really intentional. Teenager Nicholas Chef seems to have it all with good grades and being an actor, artist, athlete, and editor of the school newspaper, but when Nick's addiction to meth threatens to destroy them, his family does whatever he can to save his son and family. You see the main character struggle with abuse and his family is actually not a jerk for letting him not stay with them. They show destructive nature of substance abuse and its negative effect on others. But even what seems to be rejecting his son, we see that he does so for a reason and by supporting him, it would just be supporting his abusive drugs. You see this complex nature of the father trying to find someone to blame for his addiction, but in the end, you see that there's no one to blame because in the end, addiction is a disease. There are many misconceptions about addiction as well. One of the most common misconceptions about addiction is that one can quit your your addiction whenever they want to. According to Mountainside, oftentimes there are physical and psychological damage behind an addiction that needs professional attention. A person battling a substance abuse problem needs individualized medical and or clinical treatment, integrative therapies, and mindfulness practices to restore balance to their life. They also need to develop coping skills and reestablish support from family, employers, and friends, which is a crucial part of success and recovery. Through proper treatment, a person struggling with addiction will be able to deal with the major and minor issues that likely caused them to resort to alcohol or drugs, such as coping mechanisms in the past. Treatments for people who have substance abuse issues include a multitude of things. It is best described as not one size fits all. According to WebMD, the treatment varies based on your needs. The more common addiction treatments are detoxification, cognitive behavioral therapy, rational emotive behavior therapy, contingency management, 12-step facilitation, and treatment with medication. Another misconception is that addiction is a choice that people make. The American Society of Addiction Medicine defines addiction as a primary chronic disease of brain reward, motivation, memory, and related circuitry. It also lists the following traits of addiction. One, inability to consistently abstain from misusing a substance. Two, impaired behavioral control. Three, 
craving or having a strong desire for the substance of choice. Four, dysfunctional emotional response. And five, diminished recognition of significant problems with one's behaviors and interpersonal relationships. Media has shown addiction in many different ways as well. In some cases, addiction is shown as a bad thing, and in some cases, it is glorified to create edgy, broken characters, as we'd like to call them. Another excellent TV show in demonstrating the reality behind addiction and drug abuse is Euphoria. There was actually a controversy behind whether or not the show was accurate or in demonstrating whether or not addiction and drugs are like as a teen, and was often claimed to be glorified after the airing of the first season. So, due to COVID, the second season had been delayed, but there are Bridge episodes released, and I highly encourage people to watch the first Bridge episode. You do not need context from the first season to understand it, and we see the main character, Rue, being highly reflective of her addiction with her sponsor. Due to Rue's journey to become sober, Rue straight up mentions how she does not intend on remaining sober. And through their discussion, we learned that one of the largest struggles people with addiction face is wanting to become sober in the first place. Now, you see, Rue suffers through many mental disorders and has been suffering from them since she was a child. Her father's death had pushed her to the edge, and when it came to resolving the situation, drugs were there. She's a very strong character, and they make sure to show that in the episode. But she is fighting a disease. It's very hard to let go of something that you see as a resolution to your problems. Drugs provided her the comfort the world failed to provide her. Another topic that is addressed in this discussion is the stigma around addiction as a whole. Rue herself has given into the belief of others that she cannot entirely recover. The damage that she has done while on drugs will not be fixable. One of the events she refers to is threatening her mother. She feels as a she feels like a horrible person and she has remorse. The stigma around addiction is that these people are careless about their actions and selfish. However, this episode shows that that's not the case. She feels as, she, as if she can never go back to where she was and drugs were escaping from the layers of problems that she was dealing with. We see the other end of the situation with Ali, her sponsor. Ali discusses how he himself has made it. One of these so-called mistakes is the estrangement of his family. So this episode takes place during Christmas time, and he talks about longing to see his daughters and grandchildren. He has definitely changed from his past self, but is still facing the consequences. It shows the harsh reality of the consequences of addiction. He reveals how he has suffered through many relapses, which is often a step for many suffering with addiction and on their way to sobriety. Relapses happen, but every time you have one, it's important to remember that it gives us another reason to try again. And it's not going to be easy, and they make that exceptionally clear. In the end, Rue or a person with addiction is not a lost cause. It's a difficult journey to sobriety, and what comes along with it is the ostracization of behavior as an addict from society. Society is so against people with addiction, and it shows them as a culprit rather than the victim of a disease, and that's what education is there for. It's important to talk about these issues so this doesn't happen. As he says, drugs change who you are as a person. Another very important topic discussed is relationships during the road to sobriety. Many TV shows and movies often fail to discuss the harm of relationships on the person with addiction. It's important to surround yourself with people who will not let you give in to your addiction, but would want the best from you, which is sobriety. We see two people who love Rue in the story, but respond to her differently in her journey to sobriety. First, we have Fez, her best friend and drug dealer. He does not give in to her demands for wanting more drugs, and as a drug dealer, he knows the harsh effects of drugs. Although this may distance Fez and Rue, like we see with the father and son and beautiful boy, it was out of harsh love. Another person we see is Jules, who is her girlfriend throughout the show. 
This is a very complicated relationship because both characters have issues of their own. Rue's addiction is not her responsibility to keep up with. She prefers to keep an independent persona, and in reality, she can't always be there for Rue. Rue dedicated her reasoning to stay sober to Jules, which can be really harmful. Although this relationship made her realize that there is good in the world, those relationships are temporary, and once she loses Jules, she can relapse once more because she replaced her love for Jules, but with the pleasure she gets from drugs. Therefore, many therapists don't allow people to go out of rehab and date. Another large point made in the episode in both works is that an addict will think that like an addict and it's important to get help, get therapy, and to get rehab. If you or someone you know are suffering from addiction, it is very important to get help. Speak to a professional immediately. It's important to get that help because one with addiction will make it hard for themselves to become sober. Both Ali and Rue discuss how they always had an emergency stash when things went wrong and they would relapse again. You need someone like an expert to keep you in check. Once again, please get help if you need it. That will be all for today's podcast. Be sure to check out our website, Spotify playlist, updates on new episodes on our Instagram page, and the other links in our bio of Instagram. There we also have other source resources that you can use. Also, stay tuned for our episode on misconceptions about bipolar disorder in the next episode. For those who are fasting, Ramadan Mubarak from the both of us. Stay safe and stay happy. Signing off, Labiba and Michelle.